Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 69. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Behold. I'm Christy Horsch, and I am so grateful that you are here with me today. Today, we're going to be talking about problems. Problems that are really not a problem and problems that are a problem, but because the way that we think of them, we turn them into meaning that something is wrong when it really isn't. So we're going to focus on that today, but let's start with a prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity for us to grow and to come together to know you better. Help us to see that sometimes the things we think in our mind just are not true and that we can replace those thoughts with your truth. Help us to see that you have called us to this time and this place. And because of that, nothing has gone wrong. We're exactly where you knew we would be. And now we get to rise to that challenge. We ask you to walk with us, to be with us, to illuminate the path, to illuminate our minds, hold us close each and every day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So oftentimes, we'll have a dream or a goal or something we want to work towards in our life, but we think we can't go for it because of the circumstances that are in our lives. We think that the circumstances are a problem. And often, we come up to this problem whatever it might be, and we just quit. We just shut down. We stop moving forward because we say, this is a problem. Something's gone wrong. It can't be solved. And so then we just settle for our life where this problem exists with no solution. So first off, I'll give you a little tough love. We follow Jesus Christ. And he told us that nothing is impossible if we trust in him. So why are we putting him in a box Whenever we come up against a problem, we're saying, there's no solution. This is my life and we're just going to stay here. Look, that's not the life that God called you to. Think about St. Peter. He, he had faith. He saw Jesus walking on the water, something that was seemingly impossible. And he decided with his faith, I'm going to step out of the boat. And he steps out of the boat and he walks on water. It is physically impossible to walk on water. But with Jesus's help, he accomplished that impossible task. And maybe it was only for a few seconds, but he was able to do it because he did not put God in a box and say, that is impossible. I can't do it. When we come up to a problem, we need to start to retrain our brains. Our brains are thinking something has gone wrong. I can't figure it out. This is impossible. And then we just sit in it. We sit in that place. We let it trap us. We start to complain about it to other people, to ourselves, to to God. And then we start to feel really sorry for ourselves. And hopelessness starts to sneak in. Hopelessness is not from God. God made you for this time and place. And he equipped you for your circumstances. So nothing has gone wrong. 
There may be a challenge ahead. There may be an opportunity to practice your problem solving, but nothing has gone wrong. You're exactly where God knew you would be. Besides, most great innovations have come from someone trying to solve a problem. The problem actually becomes a good thing because it leads to a solution that makes life better. This can be true for you too. Your solutions to your problems might make your life better than before the problem. Another hurdle that we face is that many of us don't think we're good problem solvers. We think we're not smart enough or I don't have the experience. We think we just don't know the answer. But remember, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You do have the answer. You just have to ask the question. Our brain likes to answer questions. They want to be challenged, but often we don't even try. We stop our brain by either not asking the question or by saying it's impossible, or we ask the question, but we quickly answer, I don't know. When we say we don't know, our brain believes us, and then it just spins in that I don't know confusion rather than trying to solve the problem. Friends, you are a good problem solver. And how do I know that? I know that because you're a mom. You problem solve all of the time. From what to make to breakfast for breakfast, to how to afford groceries, to how to juggle everyone's schedule, you are constantly problem solving without even realizing it. But to help you as you face life's problems, I'm going to give you a few questions to get you thinking about your problems. I've heard some of these questions from Brooke Castillo at the Life Coaching School, and I've added some of my own. I've kind of changed up the order a little bit for what I think works best for me. But this process is so helpful when you do face problems and the inevitable happens. So first, we need to invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of this process. He wants to help you. He wants to be involved. So start in prayer. Invite him in. Ask for his advice through every step of the way. Then the first question we're going to ask is, is this a problem? Sometimes when we slow down and think, we realize that the thing we thought was a problem isn't really a problem. But our brain tells us that it is. And so then we begin believing it's a problem. We start to get stressed about it. We start to spin around it. So our very first question is, we're just going to identify, is this even a problem? Let me think of an example. If, for example, I have one of my girls does not wear matching socks. And sometimes we'll be getting ready to go and I'll see that she's wearing mismatched socks and I will, I'll get upset. But I need to stop and ask myself, is it a problem? Is it a problem that, she'll wear, that she wears mismatched socks? And I've come to a to the realization for, for me that it really isn't a problem for me. It's fine. She's fine. She has socks on. It's all good. But for you, you might see that and you might think that is a problem. Okay? So you just need to decide, is this actually a problem? Am I getting myself worked up about something that isn't even a challenge? It isn't even something to be worried about or to be thinking about? So that's our where we start. Is this a problem? If it is a problem... Then we're going to ask ourselves, why? Why is this a problem? Because this question can help clarify the situation in our mind and define why we answered yes to the first question. 
And sometimes when you figure out why it's a problem, you're going to say, oh, wait, I guess it really isn't a problem. But sometimes when you explain why it's a problem, that clarity is going to help you to move forward to solutions because you're going to understand why, what is actually wrong with this, what is this problem, and you'll understand more facets of it by answering that question, why is this a problem? Okay, the next question, what is the cause of this problem? And sometimes the cause of the problem is us. You need to just be really honest about that. Sometimes it's other people. Maybe they don't even knowing they're not even knowingly creating the problem for us and so we need to have compassion and mercy for them but maybe it's somebody else that's causing the problem maybe it was a preventable problem or maybe it's not preventable it just wasn't something we could see coming this question is going to start to help you to open up your mind to solutions where do we need to go what was the cause and how can we solve for this okay so that's what we're going to get to next. Next is focusing on that solution. So we're going to ask ourselves the question, what is the easiest solution? What is the best solution? What's the temporary solution? And what's the long-term solution? And I'm going to throw in there too, what is the solution that best glorifies God? And when you've answered all of these, then you can ask, which one or which combination of these solutions is God calling me to? Which one best reflects his will for me in this moment? Because sometimes you'll see the quote unquote best solution and want to use that one, but maybe God is actually calling you to the temporary solution and then later on you'll get to that best solution. Or maybe you like that easy solution. That kind of sounds good in your brain, but God says, no, we need to put in the work for that long-term solution. We want to be aligned with God's will and we want to give him that glory. So we need to keep our lens of being focused on his will throughout the entire problem-solving process, especially when we're coming up with our solutions. So once you've got your list of solutions, either written out or in your mind, then you can ask yourself, how can I implement this solution? I like this question because sometimes we determine what we want to do, but we don't actually put it into practice. And this gives us the opportunity to create the tools that we need to actually make this happen, to let that solution become a reality. And then we're going to follow all of this up with a final question of what can we do to prevent this problem in the future? Because too many times we have reoccurring problems that if we could identify the cause and the way to prevent it, then we can start to uplevel our lives and let that problem leave our life altogether. I'm going to give you just a quick, easy example. So for example, let's say you're late every day dropping your kids off for school. And you're like, man, this is a problem. So you sit down for a couple minutes and you say, ask these questions. You go through this process. Is this a problem? You say, yes, this is a problem. Why is it a problem? Well, the kids are marked tardy at school. Maybe they have a demerit program. They're getting these demerits for being late. They're really upset about it. Morale in the house is kind of going down in the morning. It's not a peaceful situation. I really want to teach them how to be timely so when they are adults, they'll be on time to their jobs. You know, you have all these reasons and you're like, okay, yes, this is a problem and this is why it's a problem. 
So then you can ask yourself, what is the cause? What's causing this problem? Why are we late? Why are we late every single day? And you just want to get really curious. Are we late because no one can find their clothes? Are we late because I'm making lunches in the morning and it takes longer than I think it's going to and we just can't get out the door? Are we late because our evenings are so packed with activities that we're not getting home and getting to bed and then everybody's kind of sleeping in a little too long in the morning to get there on time? So just be getting curious, why are we late in the morning? And then we can start running through some solutions. So what's the easiest solution? Well, we can just keep being late. We can keep doing what we're doing and not change anything. That could be our easiest solution. We could, what's our best solution? Maybe the best solution is to go to bed earlier so that we can get up on time and get ready for the day. But maybe at the moment, our activities kind of prevent that. We've been committed to those activities. So maybe even though we recognize that that's best, maybe it's not really realistic right now. We look at a temporary solution. What's our temporary solution? We could start getting up earlier, even though we can't go to bed earlier. And we could just kind of keep things the same, but just work on getting up a little earlier. Or maybe we could come up with a long, we say, what is that long-term solution? Maybe the long-term solution is that we have everyone get their clothes ready the night before, or we're packing lunches in the evening so that we can have that smoother morning. We ask ourselves, what kind of a solution would give God glory? Like the solution that will bring peace in our home, which that solution might be to adjust our routines for a peaceful start and end of the day. And then we take all those solutions that we found and I would really recommend trying to find three solutions in each category. And I know that sounds a lot, but once you start asking your brain, you're going to be surprised at how many solutions your brain starts throwing out at you. It starts giving you solutions left and right. And if you're going through this process and you're like, I really am stuck on solutions, I've brought it to prayer. Remember, we have the Behold Facebook group too. And you can always throw things out into that group. I am happy to answer your questions and the other ladies in the group would be happy to throw out solution ideas for you as well. So just remember, then you're at that point of what's God's will? What is God asking me to do? And so just spend some time praying with those solutions. What's the solution that is going to best match with where God is calling you to right now? Then you get to that, <clears throat> you get to that question, how can I implement this solution? And then you think, well, I can remind the kids to get their clothes out before they go to bed. I can double check to make sure they've done it. I can make a, a food plan each week of what we're having for lunches. So I'm not trying to think in the morning, what am I supposed to make? I just have the list right in front of me. Or maybe I decide to make lunches the night before. We can just start giving ourselves those tools to make it easier to have that peaceful evening and peaceful morning so we can get to school on time. And then we follow up with that last question. How can I prevent us from being late? Well, I can stick to this plan that I've come up with. I can prioritize getting a good night's sleep. I can watch our evenings and make sure that I'm not overscheduling us in the evenings so that we can get to bed on time. And so as you can see, by going through this process, even though I just went through it in a very quick and simplified way, what once seemed impossible is not only possible, but also very implementable. So if it's a small problem, then you can go through this relatively quickly. Something more weighty will require more prayer and discernment, of course. You'll probably want to write things down, spend a little time on it. But by asking yourself these questions, you're going to start taking a proactive stance towards your problems. 
you're going to become solution focused rather than problem focused. Remember, our brain finds what we tell it to look for. So if we're focused on problems, we are going to find the problems. If we're focused on solutions, we are going to find solutions. If we're focused on problems and we've always told ourselves when there's a problem, we quit. We're going to stop very early in this process of asking questions. Is it a problem? Yes. Boom. Our brain is going to quit because it is so used to it's in that habit of when I run up to a problem, I quit. I walk away. I say it's impossible. I say I don't know what to do and it's done and I live with it. Instead, we're going to retrain our brain to look for, to continue through these steps. Is it a problem? What are the solutions? And getting to that solution step, because you're going to be surprised at how much your brain is going to give you, especially if you're coupling this with prayer and calling on the Holy Spirit to help give you inspiration throughout this process. Because you can live the life God is calling you to live. Yes, there are going to be problems and challenges but that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. You just to get to find the solutions that will propel your life forward. And once you become solution focused, then you're one step closer to living your life worthy of the call you've received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Please rate and review and subscribe because that is how I get this out to more people. Also remember, I do have a monthly membership. It is called Beckoned and there is a link in the show notes and that is where we really deep dive into these concepts. I hope you have a very blessed week and I will see you soon.